Hello, and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here, we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, we continue the conversation on communication by discussing what I believe is the key to communication and connection, and that is our relationship with our emotions. A life led by emotion is a life led to destruction. A life lacking emotion is a life not fully lived. I used to think that I was a stoic person who often had my emotions under control. Unfortunately, what I came to realize is that my emotions were not under control. They were actually stuffed so far down (laughs) that there was no way to access them. I used to think that this was the best way to live. I felt that emotions only got in the way of accomplishment and success. And for a while, this mindset worked for me and helped me to get through difficult moments. But as I began to mature, and as my relationship with Junior began to deepen, I came to find out that my lack of access to my emotions was negatively affecting my marriage, my relationship with others, and my relationship with myself. This realization only came to me because I found myself in a pattern of stress, numbing, and suppressing feelings. I was having difficulty fully communicating my needs, which led me to feeling disconnected from my spouse. This is why our relationships with our emotions is so important to our marriage and to communication. In this episode, we discuss our relationship with emotions, how our emotions affect communication, and how you can better your relationship with your emotions. Before we get into this episode, I just want to give you guys a quick update. Um, As many of you guys know, I am on my way to becoming a licensed marriage and family therapist. Yay! Okay, I'll clap for myself. Um, So I officially have three semesters left, and I ain't gonna lie, it's getting a little bit tougher. Okay, but but I'm on my way there. That's the good news. Um, And... Next semester, I should be starting like, you know, working with clients and all this stuff, all the fun stuff. Um, so that's going on. That's a little update. Also, Florida got hit by Hurricane Ian. Wowzers. Thankfully, where I live was not um, bad. We got wind and rain. Um, I heard the river flooded, but it wasn't like like w- what we're seeing in other areas, like where my dad lives, where my sister lives. It was pretty bad over there, um, but thank God my family is safe. That's another thing. Um, and the last quick update is, wow, I feel like I am on a roller coaster of life. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, maybe a couple episodes back, how I was talking about I feel like my life is changing in a way that is going to be beneficial but also painful. Um, I feel like I am constantly kind of on a up and down roller coaster of transformation. And I think that it's a good thing, of course, in the end, but 
I've never had so many conversations with myself, so many um, reflections and like, you know, recognizing emotions like what we're talking about today and just like recognizing things in myself that I need to change. And I, I ain't gonna lie out here and be like, oh yeah, I'm just getting better. No, yeah, I'm getting better, but I'm also, sometimes it's 10 steps forward, five steps back, three steps forward, two steps back, you know? Um, and I think that's just like real life, you know, as you're trying to change and transform and, you know, mature and become a better person. So that's just a little quick update. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys is, you know, in a while, October only had one episode, sorry, September only had one episode. Um, so it's been a little minute. I missed you guys. I just love doing this podcast. It really is my creative space. It really is where I get to just be free and like be as creative as I want to be. So the reason why I wanted to put emotions under the umbrella of communication is because I think that it is a key to effective communication. What I have found and what I've learned over the years is that a big part of communication is you regulating yourself and you being attuned to yourself and in harmony with yourself. And that that helps you and aids you to be a better communicator and for you to effectively communicate. So if you and your spouse are on the same page in learning yourself and being on the being in tune with yourself and all those pieces of yourself that you need to be in tune with in order to commun- communicate effectively, it will benefit your marriage. So this this is why I'm putting the topic of emotions under communication. I've said it before and I'm probably going to say it four, five, six, seven, ten more times is that your marriage is only as healthy as the individuals that are in it. And this is what we are talking about today. The emotions that we're talking about is not the emotions that your spouse is having and how they getting loud and all this stuff. We are talking about you today. So the first thing, what is your relationship with your emotions? This whole episode came about from the amazing Brene Brown. Y'all have heard me talk about this lady 50 million different times. And that's because her work is really amazing and really transformative. She has a book called Atlas of the Heart and I have been reading it and really digesting it. And I think I have like 30 more minutes on the audiobook left, but it has really transformed my relationship with emotions, my own emotions. I feel like I already kind of started down this road because as I said in the beginning, I was having issues. I felt like I was in a cycle of like, I would get stress and then I would like try to numb the pain and numb the stress that would make me overwhelmed, which would then make me feel like, you know, suppressing the emotions. And it was just a continuous cycle, continuous cycle until I realized I have a problem. And I'm like, why can't I articulate? Why can't I figure out what's going on? And I realized that I have a negative relationship with my emotions. I don't have a healthy relationship. I'm not attuned or Uh, in harmony with my emotions. So for this section, I want to start with a quote from the book, Atlas of the Heart. She says, Brene Brown, without understanding how our feelings, thoughts, and behaviors work together, it's almost impossible to find our way back to ourselves and each other. When we don't understand how our emotions shape our thoughts 
and decisions, we become disembodied from our own experiences and disconnected from each other. One of the major tenets of marriage is connection. And our relationship with our emotions directly affects how we connect to our spouses. So if we are attuned to how we are feeling, if we cannot bring meaning and understanding to our emotions and to our experiences, then it is nearly impossible to communicate the needs that we have, the wants, our feelings, our thoughts. It's impossible to do that without having a good connection, good relationship with our emotions. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit and first talk more about emotions. I think when we first hear emotions, we probably think of emotional, right? We think of somebody who's uh, erratic or somebody who's like, you know, crying a lot or yelling a lot or, (laughs) you know, really happy and excited. What was so interesting is that in the book, she talks about how a majority of people, when they, when you ask them to name uh, all the emotions that they know, the majority of people can only name happy, sad, and mad, right? And and that is how, that is the extent of how we can um, name and categorize the things that, that, that we're feeling. So when we think of emotions, we, oft, we often think of emotional. And what I have learned is that the more I become attuned to my emotions, the more that I'm able to uh, assess and have self-awareness and say, oh, I'm feeling this and give meaning and understanding. Oh, well, why am I feeling that? You know, how did I get here? All these type of things. That's I'm actually better able to manage my emotions. So it's kind of backwards when you think about it. I am actually less emotional in the sense that I'm able to actually communicate and articulate exactly what I'm feeling. So what is your relationship with your emotions? Some people, they may be over-emotional, in the sense that they feel and they do. They feel and they do. They feel their emotions and they just act upon it, whatever they feel. So if they are feeling, you know, really sad, they are all the way sad. They're like, I'm about to play my R&B playlist or whatever like that. If they are feeling furious or angry, then they're just going to, they might act impulsively or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's almost like you have no reign over your emotions and uh, whatever you feel, you just act on it. Or you may be a person who's kind of like me, who's very disconnected with your emotions and you're so disconnected with your emotions, you don't even remember how you feel or how to feel. And of course, I could speak on this one a little bit more because I was so disconnected to my emotions that I did not remember how to feel certain emotions. Like, and, and, and this is, this is the interesting thing about emotions, You cannot just cut off the emotions that you don't like. You can't just numb one part of your emotions, right? So let's say I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to feel discomfort. So I just numb it and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to feel pain. I'm not going to feel discomfort. When you numb 
your pain and your your discomfort, you numb your joy, you numb your excitement, you numb all the other emotions. You don't get to selectively just numb one part of your emotions. So if you're a type of person who, you know, maybe you feel like, oh, I don't need emotions, you know, I'm stoic, like I know I have my emotions under control, you're really just numbing your emotions or suppressing them or putting them away. And what's interesting is what I found is that although these two people seem very different, they're actually exactly the same, which is they are led by their emotions with no understanding and no uh, meaning behind the emotion instead of um, being attuned to them. If you are the person who maybe you seem overly emotional and you know you feel like you don't have Uh, you can't rein in your emotions. You're feeling the emotions. You're not allowing uh, time for you to seek meaning and understanding from the emotion. You're just reacting from the, uh, to the emotion. So if you feel angry and you punch a wall, you didn't give yourself time to say, assess the anger and say, am I fearful? Am I feeling ashamed of something? Um, what, am I disappointed? Am I belittled? Am I all these different things? You're not giving yourself, uh, the space to actually assess the emotion, to give meaning and understanding to the emotions. You're just reacting out of emotions and making you overly emotional and not being able to manage the emotion, the emotion. So let's circle back. Why is your relationship with your emotions so important? to communication into your relationship. How you connect with yourself on an emotional level helps you to be able to bring understanding and meaning to how you're feeling or how you're experiencing something. And if you can do that, then you can with clarity communicate that to your spouse. I think it's important also here to note, I think it's also important here to note that um, how men and women experience emotions are different and not different in the way where it's just like, oh yeah, only men feel anger and women don't feel anger. That's not what I'm talking about. I think the way society allows us to express emotions and feel emotions is different. Women are often allowed the space and the room to be emotional, to access their emotions, to explore their emotions, uh, um, you know, to like really process it and go through that emotion. Now, on the other end, men are often not given that opportunity without being perceived as weak or emotional. And um, I want to give a, a special message, I guess, to the men who may be listening, or if your wife is forcing you to listen, <laughs> I want to give you a message. Firstly, I want to acknowledge that I understand that your emotions are your treasure and that it is your currency. And I understand that is why men keep it so close to their hearts. It's not often something that they will give and share. And I think that is okay. At the same time, if you're in a relationship with a woman, you have to take the risk of uh, being vulnerable and sharing your emotions. 
And what I have learned is that in order for you to do that, you do not have to come out of character and you do not have to be undone. I think that men fear sometimes to be in tune with their emotions means that they have to uh, become undone or become like a blubbering mess or whatever like that. If you have heard these words from your woman, like I need to know what you feel. I want to hear uh, uh, how you feel about certain things, right? It's not just she, what she's asking you for is not just like, oh yeah, you know, that was messed up. That's not what she's asking you for. She's asking to hear your heart on whatever the conversation is. And I want to tell you that you can do this and still keep your masculinity or still and do this and still keep uh, your character, keep who you are. You don't have to uh, display emotions, express emotions, feel emotions the way women do in order for your emotions to be understood. And also the last thing I would say is that What I have learned is that when you are attuned to your emotions, you are actually better able to manage them. I feel that sometimes men run from uh, their emotions because they feel that if they tap into their emotions, whatever, they don't know what's going to come from that. Maybe it'll be the beasts of anger. Maybe it'll be, you know, most of the time it's anger. We let men feel anger and that's it. But maybe they'll feel extremely upset or or ashamed or disappointed or whatever that thing is. And because of that fear, they rather reserve their emotions and not express it so that they don't lose control. So to summarize, if your spouse, your woman is asking you for your emotions to connect with you in that way. I know it's difficult. I know you have to have trust, but I need you to take the risk of learning how to be attuned and connect with your emotions so that you can effectively communicate with your wife. Not only that, and express what you need, what you want, what you desire, how you feel, period. Um, and so that you can deeply connect and attune with her. That is absolutely a necessity in this relationship. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, that's why men marry women. Because men often, and excuse me if this is a rant, but men often can have sex with any old chick, okay? You know, the D don't discriminate. I hope that <laughs> the D don't discriminate. It's all the same, right? But the, the, the woman that they wife, the woman that they say, I do to, the woman that they say, man, I really could have kids with her. And also, there's a level of trust that you can express yourself, that you can share your emotions. Why do that and then not do it? or not do it to the best of your ability. It takes work. It takes learning how to do it, but it can be done. Keep listening. I'll talk more about how to do it. So how do emotions affect communication? 
Now, I'm going to give y'all the textbook answer first and break it down because they were given a lot of big words, okay? And I was just like, okay. Textbook answer. When emotions are expressed appropriately, senders are able to formulate a message that reflects their internal status and intentions while considering audience needs and perceptions. I think all that is saying is that when you are attuned to your emotions, you're able to give a clear image of what you need or of exactly how you're feeling. Oftentimes, people think that emotions muddy communication, right? And they'll say, no, you got to be logical. You got to be direct. You got to be clear. You got to be concise, all these type of things. And yes, that's true. And when we think of adding emotions to a conversation, we say, uh-uh, back up. Let's not do emotions. Let's, let's stick to the point. Let's stick to the facts. Now, what if I told you that you can convey how you feel and connect to your emotions and it doesn't muddy the waters. It's the opposite. It actually brings clarity to the conversation. So I'll give you an example of this. And this is my little tea, so judge me if you want to, but whatever. So I was having a hard time with shame and I didn't know that I was experiencing shame. This actually led to my husband and I fighting for a while like this man I'll tell you what we've had like big fights and we've had like long fights and I feel like this was one of those fights that was just long this is one of those fights that just kept coming up and I just couldn't understand like why do we keep coming back to this point why do we keep coming back to this point come to find out it was me I didn't know (laughs) but it was me And I realized, and it was because I was reading Brene Brown, dang, she be talking too much. She was trying to expose your heart, expose your life or whatever. But I was reading Brene Brown and I was reading about shame and I'm like, oh yeah, that's not me. If you haven't heard my episode on shame, you got to go back, listen to my episode on shame and you'll kind of know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm like, no, that's not me. I don't experience shame. No, that's not me. And what I realized is that I was experiencing shame and The reason why this conversation, the reason why we could not find any resolve with this argument that we've been arguing about for months at this point, it just kept coming up was the fact that I could not recognize that the reason why I was behaving and responding to my husband in a particular way is because I was experiencing the emotion of shame. And what happened was that every time he would say this thing or do this thing, it would trigger me to experience shame. I would go into a shame cycle, which would make me shut down or make me lash out or make me get defensive, which would in turn would cause him to back down and cause him to lose trust in me, which caused disconnection. And I mean, I'm just trying to explain how it's a spiral effect all because I could not recognize that I was experiencing the emotion of shame. So when I became aware and I understood the emotions that I was experiencing and I was able to bring meaning to it by saying, well, why am I feeling this? What is this connected to? How did I get here? How do I get here from here to there? When I realized that it was shame, I was able to ask myself all those questions and then be able to articulate directly to my husband what I needed, how I was feeling, 
how he could help me. And that dissipated the problem and brought resolution. So it's not that it doesn't come up again because it does. But what, what, what happens now is that I'm able to recognize in myself like, oh, damn, that was a shame trigger. Now I feel bad. And he's even able to recognize because I'm like, Dane, I just shut down. He's like, damn, she shut down. So what's wrong with her? You know, all these things. But I'm able to say, you know, I I feel bad. And can I be honest with y'all, y'all? It's hard for me to say that. It's hard for me in the heat of the moment while we're talking and discussing when I feel the shame for me to say, babe, I, I feel shame right now. It's very hard for me to say that. Usually I just shut down. Um, sometimes I can say it or sometimes it takes me a minute. Like I'll be like feeling it for like 15 minutes and then I'm able to come back and kind of like jovially and in a joking way, tell him how I was feeling. But I got to give props to my husband because he can recognize when I'm feeling that way and he has a different approach. But when, once we had that discussion and I told him, I need you to be softer I need you to be, you know, add a a little bit of extra love to your words. I need you to uh, give me a little bit more praise, a little more validation in this specific area that I'm feeling shame. And he's able to do that. So a conversation, our communication went from muddy and murky and cyclical and aggressive and angry and combative to clear, direct, very calm and more loving. We were able to add more love to the conversation. He was able to show me compassion and empathy. He was able to connect with me and come close to me. And we became more attuned because I was able to say, I am feeling this way because, and this is why you being in harmony with how you feel is imperative to communication and to the health of your relationship. So that's how emotions affect communication. So the last thing I want to talk to you guys about is how. I feel like people always tell us, (laughs) tell people, you need to do this, you need to do this, you know, and they put knowledge out there and it's all great, but how, how? Okay, the knowledge is great, but how do you do that? And and the how is important, and I hope I can help you. First and foremost, you got to get the book. The book has definitely helped me on the how to better my relationship with my emotions. And the book goes over the all those emotions that the researchers has have found to be um, what people most like, you know, most experienced, like they kind of narrowed it down. And it goes through each and every single one of those emotions and explains them to you and explains what it means, you know, how you, it may show up and what it looks like when you're feeling that emotion. And it really breaks it down and it gives you language. It helps you. And speaking of language, that is the first key to better your relationship with your emotions. So there's a section in the book that talks all about language and why it's important. Um, but I'm just going to give a few quotes on that section because I think it's important and I think they explain it very well. I don't know if I could do better than what they're doing. So I'm going to read what they um, what Brene Brown was saying. And also, cause she's getting information from researchers. She's a researcher, all these different types of things. She says, without 
accurate language, we struggle to get the help we need. We don't always regulate or manage our emotions and experiences in a way that allows us to move through them productively and our self-awareness is diminished. If we don't have a sufficient emotional vocabulary, it is difficult to communicate our needs and to get the support we need from others. But those who are able to distinguish between a range of various emotions do much, much better at managing the ups and downs of ordinary existence than those who see everything in black and white. The process of labeling emotional experience is related to greater emotion regulation and psychosocial well-being. So what they're saying in those excerpts is that when you're able to put language to how you're feeling, you're able to regulate yourself better. Like I mentioned before earlier, I said that I feel that the more I have become attuned or in harmony with how I'm feeling, I am actually better able to regulate my emotions. So going back to the shame example, when, you know, it doesn't stop the experiences. So if, if there's a situation that happens in my in my relationship where I got a shame trigger, like, okay, I feel ashamed, you know, I'm able to recognize that. And I'm not, it's not only able to recognize it because I'm like, oh, okay, something just happened. I, I feel, I'm feeling that feeling that I feel of shame. I'm able to name it and say, okay, that's shame. And I'm able to add meaning and understanding to it. So I'm like, okay, I feel shame. What just happened? What, what, what did my husband say? What did I say? You know, that made me feel that shame. And now I can say, well, what can I do with that? So instead of being a slave to my emotion and, and just getting that feeling and just reacting from it and not knowing what to do with it and getting defensive or getting upset or shutting down, I'm actually able to manage my emotion, be more productive with it, move through it and say, this is how I need to address it. This is how I need to uh, um, resolve the issue. And that's what language does. And the way you can get language is by being educated right? And exploring those emotions more. This book helped me to actually put the language pieces together. Um, there was a section on overwhelmed. Um, there was a section on stress, feeling overwhelmed and the difference between the two and how you can recognize them because that's something, another thing that I deal with often is stress and feeling overwhelmed. And now that I had the language to say, to know the difference between being overwhelmed and being stressed, I'm able to pinpoint it and work through it. So um, you have to find language, you have to be educated. Um, I can tell you this, this journey of managing your emotions, being attuned to your emotions, getting connected to your emotions is, as David Arnold would say, RIP, it ain't for the weak. It is uh, difficult. It is challenging. It is risky. It, at many times, you will want to retreat. Oftentimes, people do not want to experience pain and discomfort. They don't want to experience to the they don't want to experience pain and discomfort to the point that they would rather inflict pain and discomfort than feel pain and discomfort. And that's something Brene Brown says often as well. It is a difficult journey to go on. If you are committed 
to improving the communication in your relationship, if you are committed to learning yourself and making yourself healthier, making your and, and allowing yourself to grow in this way and to stretch in this way, if you are committed to that, then the journey will be worthwhile in the end. Who you become, how you grow and stretch will be worthwhile and it will add so much to your relationship. It will deepen your relationship and the connection that you guys have to one another. And it is worthwhile, but I ain't gonna lie to you. It's hard as hell. Another tip to become, to have a better relationship with your emotions is um, self-awareness. You know, starting to become aware um, of your emotions. I think this is actually before language. (laughs) Language, I guess, has to come after first being aware of your emotions. Um, and if you're a person who maybe you don't let yourself feel emotions, like I talked about before, um, then that may mean allowing yourself to feel the emotion. Ooh, that seems scary, right? And allowing yourself to be, uh, to be aware of the emotion. Um, and that's the, the positive emotions, that's the negative emotions, all of them. You just have to start becoming aware of the emotion, even if you don't have the precise language to know what everything means right away, just allowing yourself to feel it and being becoming aware of things that's happening, especially in a relationship, especially when you're communicating. Another thing that you can do to be, have a better relationship with your emotions is to talk it out. Now, do this with someone who you feel is safe right? I feel like, you know, with us ladies, we may have a girlfriend that we could call and be like, this is how I'm feeling. Da, da, da. Um, or maybe fellas, you have a, a friend or, you know, maybe you don't want to do it with your spouse right away. Um, but somebody you can trust somebody who's not out here trying to just like hear all your business, you know, or gossip or whatever like that. Um, but somebody you can trust because I think it's important because sometimes you just need to get it out and let it be a constructive conversation. If you need to vent, vent, of course. But if you're if you're trying to figure out how you feel and talking it out, sometimes just getting it out helps you to kind of like bring language to it and kind of understand like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. And especially if the person who you're talking to can give you like insight and some feedback and really help you to like attune to like, okay, this was what it was that I was feeling. Um, another big one, oh, this is, this is me y'all, is journaling. Now I know we in 2022, we in a digital age. So maybe people don't write anymore. I used to journal, like I have like old journals from like 2009. I think that's my earliest one is 2009. I have journals, but as of late being a mom of two, bruh, it ain't gonna happen that way. I journal on my notes um, app and, and it's whenever I feeling a feeling a big emotion, I just write exactly what I feel. I don't filter anything. I don't try to make it sound good. And this is why I feel like journaling is so powerful. You don't, there's no holds bar. You don't have to be pretty and cute with it. You just write exactly how you feel. Writing it out actually helps you to kind of like become aware of what's happening and what's when, what you're feeling. So that's another way. And another way also is a mental health professional, um, to help you have a better relationship with your emotions. Because 
And this is a person you could talk to. If you, if you don't have somebody who's safe that you can talk to, who's a friend, a pastor, a, you know, mama, something like that, then you can always go to a mental health professional. And they just become like a sounding board. They become someone that you can help you maybe recognize those specific emotions that you're experiencing. This has definitely helped me. Um, there was a point in my time, a point in my life where I was feeling extremely stressed, extremely overwhelmed. This is actually after my baby was born. And it was, uh, we were right smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. It was trash. It was big trash. You were there, you know. Um, And I was speaking to a counselor and there was a lot of things that was going on. And, you know, even though I feel like I have good language and understanding, she was bringing a lot of insight. And I was like, hold on. First of all, you don't know my life. <laughs> That's what I was thinking at first. But after listening to her and um, putting into practice and doing my homeworks and my journaling and all this stuff, it really did help me to um, bring insight into issues and problems and emotions that I was having. So that is another way for you to better the relationship with your emotions. Next week is my husband's and I 10 year anniversary. Woo woo. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Can't believe it's been 10 years. It doesn't feel like it's been 10 years, but that's what the calendar says. It says it's been 10 years. So, um, and for our 10 year anniversary, one thing that I have asked him and because we're kind of like writing down like, okay, well, what do we want the next 10 years to look like? Like, how do we want to grow in our relationship? Like, how is the vision changing or growing or expanding? And um, one thing that I express is that I would like my husband to be more vulnerable with his emotions. My husband is very transparent he is a what you see what you what you see is what you get type of person so oftentimes he has no problem with transparency and telling you um what happened and all these things but when it comes to vulnerability he is definitely definitely i think the typical dude <laughs> in some sense where he's just like more reserved with his emotions and i understand that um, I've affected that because of trust issues and all these other things. And I'm trying to work to better, um, gain his trust. And so that he feels more like, it, you know, more safe to express his emotions. But as we're doing that together, as I'm, you know, becoming more trustworthy and him, um, being more vulnerable, that's one thing I'm asking him to do is to be more vulnerable with his emotions because I want to know how he feels. That is all that I have for you guys today. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening and see you again next time.